Welcome back to Balanced Living. We're talking about these doctors still make house calls. Vicki Griffin's here with me in the studios, and we're talking about the fifth element is relationships. Relationships. Tell us a little bit about relationships and what makes it so important in overall health. Well, taking time for healthy relationships, it actually creates opportunities for giving as well Mm -hmm. as receiving. And I don't think we have ever had a time where we have had more challenges with people being isolated. But friends actually provide opportunities to tend to other people's needs and ward off that unhappy, self-focused living that can become so depressing. I know there's a study that was done on stress, and they said one of the antidotes for stress is what they call the amigo factor, that we need to Mm. have friends that helps to relieve stress and adds quality to our life. Well, I know that it certainly helps me put my own problems in perspective, and it creates an outlet Mm. for showing kindness, love, and caring for others. And that's a real source of joy Mm. in life. I'm sure as a pastor, this is probably a very high priority in your list of caring for your flock. It is true. When they go through any sort of situation, you want to be there, and they, they would love for you to be there as we go through that together. So helping the people in your church to connect with one another. And I love the saying of Martin Luther. He said, God must love rascals. He is a perfect gentleman. And he loves me, and I'm a rascal. And he said, and I'm a rascal, and I have trouble loving others. So friends are not flawless, but they are important. So those positive relationships have a very powerful effect on health, well-being, and even longevity. The health consequences in terms of heart health of social isolation Mm -hmm. are equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to start to create more of these positive relationships? What do you do? with the people you're involved with? Well, you get involved in the community. There's a lot of different worthwhile things you can volunteer at. Mm -hmm. And so you can make a difference and at the same time make connections with people as you're doing some form of ministry and caring for other people. Do you think maybe that's one of the reasons in the book of Hebrews, the Word of God says that we should not forsake the assembling Mm -hmm. of ourselves, especially as we see that day coming, Mm -hmm. the day of His soon coming, because we need Mm -hmm. each other. Because challenges are increasing. It's prophesied that it will. And in Malachi chapter 3, the Bible says, They that feared the Lord spoke often one to another. And the Lord hearkened. He's listening in on these conversations. People come together to help and strengthen one another. In that context, then it becomes part of a healing Mm. process, a strengthening process. It is kind of fascinating, too, because God has given each of us a spiritual gift that we can minister to others and benefit them. God didn't give us all the gifts because we need to be ministered to, but he gave us some gifts so that we could minister to others, and we need to minister to others. It's more blessed to give than receive. In giving to others, we receive greater than what we give to them. So what an amazing thing, the talent of life, just having life and adding value to our Mm. own lives is going to empower us to add value to other people's lives. And that really brings us to an important doctor that we need to take advantage of, and that is mental fitness. Because as I add value to my knowledge base, there is a saying that we cannot change based on the level of information we have, that it requires learning. And Christ himself invites us to be learners. He says, learn of me, cease to do evil, learn to do well. 
So to have a learner mindset, to learn new things, to mm-hmm. add to our knowledge base, not only human behavior, how our bodies work, how we can help others, learning wonderful things, architecture, gardening, so much to learn, pottery, art, all the things that add value and richness to life becomes a tool in God's hands as we minister to the needs of others. Very true. I think of another text that talks about growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as we read the Word of God, there is such a richness that is added to our life, the peace that comes with knowing God. And He's got a plan for us and how much He values each human being individually. Absolutely. And you are an exercise specialist, and you would be probably one of the first to say that if you don't exercise those muscles, they're going to... They're going to fatigue. And they're going to fatigue. They'll atrophy, so you use it or lose it. The same thing applies to our brains. So creativity and learning do not need to end with the last day in school. Challenging your brain by learning new positive things changes our world. It changes our outlook. Isn't that the beautiful thing about Bible study? Mm -hmm. We learn to see the world and people through God's point of view. So learning comes in many, many packages. It does. I was reading something just the other day. It talks about don't ever think that in your growth of grace that You put down the standard and that's as far as you're going to go. No, because you're going to have to pick it up and continue to go. And so the same thing here is every day we want to continue to learn new things. We want to expand our horizons to be all that God created us to be. Isn't it interesting that helps ward off age-related cognitive decline? It helps to ward off depression and anxiety. It puts a spark in life. It adds beauty to life. God wants us to be happy. He wants us to focus on the beautiful. And that means getting involved in creative pursuits learning new skills, intellectual growth, learning forges new brain connections that improve problem solving and help beat depression and addiction. In our day-to-day where we have so much of Alzheimer's, making these kind of connections and stretching our brain as we learn new things helps to fight against the development of Alzheimer's to some degree. My father had an interesting saying that I remember growing up. He said, we should always be reading a book that's a little too hard for us and associating with someone that's a little smarter. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's a really good idea. One of those eight doctors that's so very important and maybe at the basis of all the others, it's a biblical world called temperance. We could also define it as positive Mm. choices. We go to Galatians 5, mm-hmm. 22. Fruits of the Spirit are mentioned there. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, and it goes on. The last yes. one is temperance. Yes. So temperance made the cuts. <laughs> yes, Galatians 5, 22. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Mm. That is so interesting because gifts are given, but fruit is grown. Yeah, that's something. And yep. the Bible says that when we receive Christ— We receive him in his fullness, but we receive it in the form of seed. Mm -hmm. Incorruptible seed of the Word of God, yes. That's right. And it's so interesting because I love gardening. My first major in college was actually botany. And I know from experience that when you buy last year's seed in a packet, it's 75% off. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's 75% off is because it's 75% dead. So, too often as Christians, we receive the fruit of the Spirit by faith, Mm -hmm. but we receive it in the form of seed, and that seed needs to be nurtured, grown, protected. Otherwise, it just dies in the packet. That's right. So, I think we would want to invite ourselves and our hearers right now, hey, would you like a new packet of seed? So, temperance is one of those seeds. So, temperance and self-control, positive choices, Mm -hmm. it's not a list. Mm -hmm. It's a life. It's not something you do. It's a character trait of Christ, because a to-do list can become a tyrant. Mm -hmm. 
The whole thing about temperance is that it's taking the lower nature and trying to get a handle on it. Mm -hmm. Because we want to have our frontal lobes where we make spiritual decisions and we make principle-based decisions. We want that to rule over the lower nature. And temperance is one of those things that helps us to rule over that lower nature by the power of the Holy Spirit. God puts a new will and a new desire and new inclinations in our hearts, and the growth takes place when we act upon them. And we have the strength to act upon them when we are nurturing that seed. How do we nurture that seed? Well, it's the little choices that we make every day. It's those prayers that we pray. It's the people we surround ourselves with. You know, we're not in a playground. We're in a battleground. So what are those five areas of battle? Well, it's the environment. That's what surrounds you. And so making choices of what we surround ourselves with, the internal environment of how we think. We get new ways to think by studying the Word of God. And we read the Bible, but we let the Bible read us. So we have that environment. That's Mm -hmm. what surrounds us. It's our culture, and that's what pressures us. There's a battleground there. There's a battleground of our biology. That's what changes us. Our brain, that's what drives us. And spiritual is who leads us. So all five of those areas need to be vigilantly protective. And And, and and it's something that we have to add to our lifestyle, because it talks in Peter, he talks about add to your faith, and he mentions several things, but one of them is temperance. Right. And temperance precedes patience. So in order to develop patience in the things further down the line, we need temperance to be added to our life. Yes, add to faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge, temperance, temperance, brotherly kindness, and then charity. Wow, Mm. what a beautiful ladder that Mm. is. And so those stepping stones are learning every day the value of making that next positive choice. I can feel wrong, but do right. That's the power of God. And perseverance is the miracle that drives it. Just because it's hard doesn't mean that God isn't in it. So learning how to make new positive choices, and probably most importantly of all, what would the next growth step be so, so valuable? But trusting God. That's right. Trust God. Don't give up learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. When you join the School of Christ, you've joined a brand new program, and there's so much to learn. And probably one of the most important doctors, if not the most important, would be spiritual Mm -hmm. health. In fact, the American Journal of Critical Care Nursing has stated that spiritual well-being is at the center of a healthy lifestyle. That's amazing. It's gratifying to see science validating what is taught in the Word of God. It's like one friend told me, he said, knowledge is half the battle, but it's only half. Mencius, the Chinese sage, said, knowledge imparts information, but not the power to execute. Mm, Amazing. Oh, how we need the power of God. You know, I can pray for deliverance from anxiety, from whatever challenge or problem or depression I might be suffering from. I can claim 5,000 promises from the Bible. But if I sit down on the couch and eat moon pies and watch Desperate Housewives, I'm really not going to get much traction. So yes, God has power. Yes, he has promises, but he also has a plan. And all three of those things constitute the spiritual health that God has promised, that new heart that he has promised for his children. So as we go through life's experiences, and we'll eventually hit things that we just never would have predicted would have happened, we can rest assured that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. His his track record in the past proves that he cares about us, that he has been there for us, and he promises, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And based on his past record, I guarantee he's there for us as we face life's challenges today. And I love the promise in Jeremiah that he has come to give us a future and a hope Hmm. 
So I need that friend that sticks closer than a brother who will never fail me. And Jesus is that friend. According to Proverbs 18.24, he wants to be more than your friend, though. He wants to take you and give you a new life, even eternal life. Mm -hmm. You know, when I came to Christ, I had to learn something, that God never promises us independence. He promises us freedom. But true freedom is only in dependency on Christ. That's amazing, isn't it? That is true. And that relationship is so important. That's really what Jesus went to the cross for us. He wants Adam and Eve's relationship he had with them back. He wants to walk with them in the cool of the night. He wants to walk with us as he walked with Enoch every day as we go through life's experiences and challenges. He wants to be there to comfort us, to encourage us, to strengthen us. Actually, to give us the willpower and the strength to do according to his good pleasure. And I want to thank him today for his eight doctors, these eight Mm -hmm. natural doctors that are an expression of his love for me, for you, and for all of our listeners out there. They are a part of his plan to bring renewal and restoration into your life. Will you ask God, as you hear these words, will you ask God to help you to make these positive choices in your life so that you can enjoy better mental, physical, and spiritual health? Mm. I think of the words of 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be healthy, even as your soul prospers. And that's our wish and prayer for you, listener. And God bless you as you give God that first place in your life.